Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the Miniatures Gaming Podcast. So, do you ever feel compelled to do things because you're like, well, this is my identity. So even if I think this over, thing over here is like the reasonable thing to do, I just identify with this other thing. So I'm just going to go down this road of either like choosing this like suboptimal character for a game or just like eating this food, you know, is not going to be that good at a restaurant. Just, you know, just like, oh, my God, maybe just making shit choices because you're like, this is just who uh, I am. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're making me feel sad. Well, done so much of that and uh not all of them have been good some of them have been good mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer in peer pressure i'm just yep. saying that you know peer pressure has made me uh <laughs> be a lot uh have a lot more interesting experiences i guess than i would normally have oh i'm not talking about peer pressure i'm talking about the opposite like the internal pressure of your own identity oh, yeah yeah because when yeah. they're gone they talk to you in the back of your head like oh you should be doing this right like oh you should shower you know this would be kind of a while so i'm like oh, they're like i don't is- know if that's in the back of their head i think that's in the front of their head in their nose yeah. anyway yeah but yes i i had to replace my computer because i don't know if people noticed in the previous podcast that some of the terrible uh-huh. stuttering because the poor old uh-huh. thing was 15 years old but I'm we like, did, we did wait for you to restart and then get everything new again, just 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 so that it had fresh, uh, I had fresh know. empty clean RAM in it. I don't know how, <laughs> yes, exactly. how computers work, but yes. Yeah. But I couldn't just buy like a normal desktop computer like a rational person, even uh, though like I looked up what video games I played last. I'm like, yeah. oh, the last video game title I played was like from 2011. It was like, really? Yeah. And. Like, are you even a gamer? Like playing left for <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, but I've always been a gamer. How could I not go uh-huh. and buy a gaming PC? Even though like the last game I was playing a lot was Left 4 Dead 2, which was mm-hmm. I looked it up. Man. Man, it was like a long time now ago. You're making me feel like I'm a gamer because I've played just recently in the past year like three or four different games. Mm-hmm. But I I couldn't give up that part of my identity, so I had to spend like mm-hmm. several extra hundred dollars on a, a video card that can the play games. Thing is. I no longer identify as a gamer, but I play way more games than you. Like, I bought a MacBook, which obviously you don't buy for <laughs> to play video games. No. But I was like, oh, you know what? Max, you can actually play a couple games on this. So I ended up playing a bunch. And mm-hmm. then I, I, I ended up playing a bunch of games on my tablet, which I bought for drawing. Okay. Because apparently you can play Team Fight Tactics on it. <laughs> so mm. I played a bunch of that. And Legends of Runeterra. Anyhow, uh, I, I bought the sort of computer where if you don't have a 750-watt power supply, it won't let you plug things in, so whatever. It's also – well, the thing is we also live in Canada, and mm-hmm. it has been going into winter season, so I can understand you're doubling up, right? Yeah. I mean, I've had it's it for a few heating, weeks and have, heating, haven't yeah. played – no, it's actually pretty energy efficient. But <laughs> that's, that's yeah, 700 watts, sure. How, how energy efficient is it really going to be? And I have noticed I'm in a sweater – you're in a T-shirt. Are you sure that that that's not doing so? Has, doesn't have something to do with it? No, it has to do with me sitting on top <laughs> of a heater, literally. Because <laughs> that's just where oh, my okay, desk is. Anyhow, all right, on to not the <laughs> our heat, topic. Oh, that has nothing the cold, to do with our the topic. Cold, the cold is actually okay, the topic sure. because the sure. topic is Frostgrave. 
Yes, so we are back to Frostgrave 101, going through all the different schools, and this time we're going to a crowd favorite, just like every single other school almost, uh, and this one is the Necromancer. So this is your undead raising, uh, bone throwing, <laughs> uh, caster. Yeah, I'm sure I've played a Necromancer before, but. I wasn't for a whole campaign, so it wasn't that memorable. And I don't know, maybe if we go through it, I have some cool figures that could be used for a necromancer. We'll see yeah, if we get inspired to do one. It's interesting is that I feel like the necromancers' actual spells have actually gotten a little bit. Well, I guess there's been they've been tweaked, and I think the necromancer is is almost certainly and along with their tweaks and their allied school tweaks. I feel like they're weaker than they used to be. Mm. They like used it. to be one of the strongest sp- schools. Yeah. And now there's definitely looking through the spells and things like that and seeing people play them mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, second edition. There's, you know, like every school is like, like we said, right? Every school is, is decent, but I feel like, yeah, when we go through this, if you're any of you, any of you Frostgrave old heads will go, go look and, and, and you, you might, um, I don't know, be surprised at how we rate all of these different spells and stuff. Yeah, I'm just worried I've rated them in relation to each other, or maybe I'm just partial to taking Necromancer spells, even though I play other schools. I'm yeah, you play because you play Cricks, so so you're attaching your love of skeletons to, I don't know, the school, maybe? I'm turning Infinity into skeleton-covered things <laughs> in, fr- in front of me right now, so you, yeah. I can't really deny this. Anyhow, I guess we will go through as we do with all these episodes and sort of give the spellcasters spells rankings, and then based on that, mm-hmm. kind of give them an overall ranking for the whole. Yep. For the whole school. Yep. We'll give uh, some uh, example lists of what we think is a good starter necromancer, some decent. Um, uh, starting advent uh starting warband members and yeah and then we'll see how necromancer rates against all the other schools that we've gone through okay okay all right let's get to the top of them maybe i should i was i wanted to roll a dice because i just have it sitting there randomly (laughs) let's choose one forget alphabetical let's get a d8 out no we always do alphabetical it's because we're a bunch of nerds all right so According to alpha, the alphabet, the first school uh, spell we should do is Animate Skull. I don't know how I have this much paper in front of me for this. This seems much simpler. Anyhow, Animate Skull. Where did I throw this one? Oh, way down there in C. Why? Oh, usually you read the spell off first. Oh, shit. That's why you threw, you threw me off. Like. All right. I shouldn't even uh, need to look Maybe I was giving you a chance to read them off, and I was totally not spacing out because it's late. I'm All right, make, so Animate Skull is uh, TN8 uh, with a, a line of sight. It's actually, those six inches, because you can only, only cast it within six inches. If you succeed, you get to place an animated skull, which is a new uh, creature, uh, within six inches of your spellcaster. But the coolest thing about this, so the actual skull is kind of crap. It's like one wound or something like that. I should have yeah. actually had this bookmarked. Uh, it's it's like a one wound, one fight kind of uh, undead creature. Uh, but the coolest thing about this spell is that you can actually throw it 
into close combat. So if someone's running at you, you can throw that animated skull right next to their like feet, and they'll start fighting it. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, it's actually three movement. Uh, fight zero, one health, uh, but it does levitate. Hmm. Uh, it has minus two will. So, so yeah, can, so it can move around a bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so the basic idea is even if you throw it with six inches, like even if it moves directly towards you because of what the opponent does, it's not going to reach you. It only moves four and a half, right? Yeah. So there's still some safety in that. Also, uh, you don't actually have to cast it during your turn. Uh, like, let's say you messed up and then it attack it, it it touched you mm-hmm. the then you can uh spend an action to cancel the spell so that the the skull disappears so this is that's just like uh you know if you if you did an error <laughs> okay there's a fail safe built in it's wonderful yeah so uh now what's your rating so i'm not a fan of any spells if you've been listening before that you have to cast really up close to you because mm-hmm. if you're letting your enemies get their warband up close to your spellcaster, something's probably going wrong. Yeah. So I, I prefer not to have spells like this. And this is not an especially damaging spell. I mean, it's a nuisance spell to tie them up. But mm-hmm. this is not how you want to aim to play your wizard if you want them to survive. So I'm putting this way down at the sea. Like, yeah, this is, I think I, I basically agree with you. Uh, especially with some of the other spells that we have. Um, now, it's definitely a defensive spell, right? So the idea is someone is running at you, and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, eat this eat this skull, and then I'm going to run away, right? So there's definitely a use case for it, but this is, I feel like, more more a spell that you just pick up and you, you, you have in your back pocket, especially as Necromancer, right? It's eight cost, right? It's eight. Uh, uh, sorry, not eight cost, ATN. So... Uh, it's pretty simple if you just have a grimoire, learn it, and then have it in your back pocket. And at some point, the situation might come up, and you're, you'll be happy to have it. But until that situation comes up, you're not going to be using it to spam and, and attack people, right? So yes. to me, yeah, definitely not useless, but not something that is going to be in your main repertoire. It's just basically going to be covering your butt. Yes, you don't want to plan around this. All right, let's move beyond that. It's down at sea. It doesn't need any more time. <laughs> All right, Bone Dart. This was one of people's favorite spells in uh, first edition, but it's changed. Uh, For it the only... worse? Yes. So it used to cast, cast with a TN8. Now it has a TN of 10 with line of sight and only shoots 12 inches. Mm. Uh, but at 12 inches, uh, you can make... Uh, Plus five shooting attack, that's not magic against that target. What do you think? So the big problem with this that I see is that when you're doing shooting, you often really want to have magic because when the certain like certain creatures spawn that can be immune to magic attacks, mm-hmm. you don't want to have to like send your one guy who might have a magic weapon over there to go and like start slapping it to yeah. save your other guys. You want to just reach out and shoot that thing dead. So if you're taking shooting spells, you want your shooting spells to be magic, honestly. That's sure. that's my rule. I agree. So what would you rate it as? All the way down at C as well. I also rated it as C. Now, this is crazy because it used to be... I think this used to be probably maybe an, even an A spell because it used to cost uh, 8. It was a TNA, so like it's quite easy for everyone to cast. But also it cast across the board right so just those two changes which 12 inches is pretty short right 
and the TN10 just makes it so much more limited. And with the inability to hit magic, magical immune creatures, it's just not nearly as good. And then on top of that, uh, all the other spells got better. So, like, all of the spells that you're casting on individual guys got better. So now instead of just damaging a guy with this one, it makes so much more sense to cast these other ones that just take them out of combat that equivalently do the same thing, but also work on uh, on everyone, basically. Yeah, well, again, no need to keep talking about sea level so spells. So sad. All right. Bones of the Earth is the next one. So this is a TN10. Now this one, um, I wonder if it did get a glow up. I don't actually remember. I do remember it being kind of an interesting spell uh, before, but it's uh, TN10 with a line of sight up to 18 inches. Uh, and you cast this on a figure, and they then cannot move unless they make a fight action with uh, a fight of, uh, against a hand of fight zero and health one. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I guess it has no armor, so it just automatically dies. So basically, unless you win a combat in close combat, uh, you cannot move. And in, in fact, if you fail, you can take damage from this spell. Oh, yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, there's some other stipulations. Uh, so someone else can come and help you instead of either giving you a combat bonus by being next to you or by attacking it themselves so that you don't have to use the guy who is being held to do to attack the hand or you can cast any movement spell besides leap which i made a mistake i thought that said including leap mm-hmm. uh uh before uh to get to get out of the hand and then basically the hand disappears and the last thing is you can't cast it on large creatures Fair so enough. uh what do you think so in our last game of frostgrave I took this as a complimentary spell mm-hmm. for the enchanter I'm playing. And I was, it was like, it turned into a go-to. Maybe just because I made yeah. the model for the hands. I'm like, I have to uh-huh. use all these models I made for hands. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like an attack that keeps on giving. Because with most like yeah. shooting attacks or tying up attacks, they'll go off once. This mm-hmm. attack, until they win against you, it could potentially just keep going off on them. I mean, it's That's probably right. not going to kill them because it's not that high of a fight, unless they're damaged yeah. already. But but even when start... it fails, it still mm-hmm. strips an action from someone. Yeah. Someone lots... has to do something. Mm-hmm. So I was really liking it to cast it off, even though it wasn't an in-school spell. All right. So I gave it a B, but a high B. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sure that you would... Because it's still only a fight zero when you're fighting it. Uh, it does strip out an action when you redo that. Like, even... But, if it, like, I think we talked about this before. Uh, this spell kind of gets nerfed badly against illusionists wh- who have very, very powerful spells that they're... Like, you're going to be drawing an action to deal with... Like, you're going to be drawing your opponent to to use an action to deal with it. But illusionists have such good movement spells that mm-hmm. they'll just they're not losing anything because they were going to cast it on that guy anyways kind of yeah thing, right that's just the illusionist school though there's lots that's true. lots of other schools the only reason is because illusionist is my favorite and mm-hmm. literally in the campaign we're playing right now i'm playing an illusionist so i'm like oh yeah obviously it's not it's, it's okay it's not a problem no it's me. good but i'm uh-huh. just like for me yeah sure I, it, yeah 
So I would rate it a B, high B, though. What would you rate it? So it sounds like you're comparing it almost for its function to like having an extra warband member that like runs out and ties someone up. Which, like, in terms of if you have an extra warband member with multiple health, like a zombie or something else mm-hmm. like that, the, them having to fight that is much harder to fight it. But in this spell, this thing just appears out of nowhere. They don't have to see it, like, walk slowly towards them. It's just it's true. stretches out there, grabs them across the board. They thought they were getting away with, like, treasure, or they thought they were about to run over to that treasure. No, creature right in front of them. So, I don't... Like it's it has Fair. a lot more utility, I think, than it seems to. So I'm giving it an A. No, that's fair. We can disagree. I if honestly you talk talked it up a lot, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it is an A. Maybe it actually is an A. We'll have to see more. Yeah, you, right? you when the campaign talk, goes on. You didn't have to talk to the hand last game. The other guy on our team wanted to talk to the hand, and he wasn't yes, enjoying it. We played it. a three-player game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we'll we'll see how it goes. If I end up really hating it, even as an illusionist, it'll probably become an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, the next one, Control Undead. So this Ooh. is a TN12 line of sight. Very simple one. This is one of the control spells. So you cast it on an undead creature. If they fail the world save, you get to... It becomes a temporary uh, member of your warband. So you control it for the entire game from then on. And I believe most most uh, undead can pick up treasure and run off, so that's good. So, so what do you think? So a lot of the creatures in the bestiary are undead, aren't they? There's a pretty good portion that's of the true. bestiary that's undead. Yep. So like, there's a good chance you get to make use of it. It's like a nice side spell that when those beasts yep. appear, they're yours, and you can just amass them. So. Yep. And oftentimes, undead show up with multiple guys, like mm-hmm. uh, multiple skeletons. So True enough. So I think this you're going to come across a lot of times where you can use this. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a go-to, so I would just put it down at B. I agree. I think this is great, and this is very likely to be... You, you'll be very likely to, to, to uh, like having this or be happy that you had the spell during some games during your campaign. Mm-hmm. It's the only issue is if there are no undead, this is a dead spell. Right? Yeah, if you play no one of the if you play a different campaign that has like a different bestiary, maybe you gotta maybe stay away yeah. from it. But so so yeah, so you can also technically uh if you have undead guys in your in your warband you can use it to cancel people mind controlling your warband members so that's somewhat useful mm-hmm. but mostly it basically comes down to whether you can cast it uh well whether there are either undead well whether there are undead creatures wandering around um the good thing is there's a lot i think besides animals this is the most common uh unitype mm-hmm. uh and also a lot of the scariest uh low le- low will low level kind of creatures are undead like the things we talked about like magic weapons right attacking things the first one you run into is a wraith yeah and that doesn't have super high will is it actually uh, classified as undead i thought there was some like, yeah, weird course. classes to some of the 
Can you no, swim it's in undead. Like they're undead? Okay. It's undead, willpower plus three. So it's not – they have some defense to it, right? But getting this in an early game as a creature, controlling it and rushing your enemy when they don't have magical things to deal with it, especially during the beginning of campaign, can be brutal. It can, like, turn around the entire game if that happens. And you're more so, intelligent than the creature. You're not going to send it at their magic weapon guy. You're going you're gonna to yes, get exactly. them in the back where they don't have exactly. any magic weapons. So, so that is uh, great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, solid B, I think. Solid support spell. All right. All right. This one is very, very common in the first edition, uh, and I think it'll still continue to be common. Raise Zombie. TN10, mm. so you can cast this out of game or during the game. So if you cast it out of game, you basically get a zombie creature, uh, which I believe has... Have they gone up plus one fight? Or were, am I just mixing up Rangers of Shadow Deep? I might be just mis- mixing up Rangers of Shadow Deep in this game. Okay. But... Uh, you basically get a zombie. You can only have one per warband, so even if you, you know, your your uh, apprentice casts it, you, you can't get two. Um, but if it dies, you can bring it back with only a TN10, which is quite good. So zombies are movement 4, fight 1, armor 12, health 6. And importantly, they can pick up treasure. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about this one? So extra warband members... They can get treasure? So good. And kill your opponent? Yeah, kill your opponent, get extra warband members, and when they fall down dead, you could just bring them back ne- near you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This seems... This could be their best spell in this whole thing. Like, I think it's their best spell. I- I'm surprised we haven't talked about it more in other like schools so far. We've, because we put it in. we put it in yeah, as spells to use. But we just mentioned, like, yeah, use Ray Zombie because it's almost a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Even at, even if it's unaligned, it's 14, right? But you get two attempts at 14 at the beginning of the game, like before the game starts because it's you can play cast it out of game. So that's really good. Yeah, so I think this is an A. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely, like, this is an absolute yeah. A. It's Whenever a you a. see it, yeah. it's just it's, – it's not like it, – it, it doesn't feel like it's, uh, you know, changing the game. But if you just have zombies picking up treasure, walking off, and then summoning up, summoning more zombies, that's one extra guy you have on the table. So as you go on, uh, a, a good thing to do is to have your zombies lag behind your guys, and then have your treasure treasure guys pick up the treasure, drop it at the zombies' feet. The zombie mm-hmm. is the one that books it. Yeah, and then you have more guys on the on the table. As soon as the zombie gets out of the table, summon another zombie. Great spell, super good. I never even thought of that. They leave the table and you summon another one after they've accomplished the goal. Yeah, interesting. They're so strong. Yeah, I and think they're it, probably the. We'll get to the other ones when we get to the witch and stuff, but they're definitely mm-hmm. one of the strongest kind of companions you can summon, just because they're expendable. <laughs> yeah. Just as a zombie should be. They're exactly what a zombie great they don't fight they're, they're, they're literally and, and and i love the fact that if you read uh, the fluff of uh Frostgrave, uh that's actually how they were used in the in the fluff it's like constructs and zo- and undead zombies were basically how everyone did petty stuff right they just mm-hmm. oh, you just summon a zombie and get them to pick up the bags and move and stuff they were the workforce yeah yep <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty straightforward people, it's just like yeah. Extra crappy I wonder if people, like, you, you, 
if, if it's just like yeah if you you kill someone just so you can get an extra zombie i don't know mm. the more to- more fluff you read the more barbaric uh like as as apparently as powerful as uh old feldstad was it did seem like a kind of a bar- barbaric city yeah <laughs> it's kind of dystopian yeah already before right. was- yeah it was good that it was destroyed mm-hmm. by this like terrible winter all right oh my god i'm now just thinking about fluff in my head of of actually the guys that destroyed uh old felstad and turned to Rusgrave were actually the good guys they're mm-hmm. like this this magical city is a blight on the entire world we need to destroy it mm-hmm. all right anyways uh the next spell is spell eater uh, this is a TN12 line of sight spell. So you look at something uh, that has a spell on it, already cast on it, like a, an ongoing spell. So let's say someone has cast uh, a negative spell onto one of your guys, or uh, they've summoned a demon that has control demon cast on it. You can dispel one spell effect, but then immediately take one damage. So uh, this is basically uh, just a worse version of uh, what do you dispel. call that spell? Dispel. Plain old dispel. <laughs> because mm-hmm. spell is the exact same thing except you don't take the one damage. So mm-hmm. what do you think about the spell? So I don't worry so much about one damage when there's a spell on the board that's going to wreck my game and it has to yep. go. Yep. So this, I don't know, I feel like this is almost essential if you're playing with really good players who will come up with some horrible trap for you and you're like no i have to counter spell this mm-hmm. so the one damage is nothing to you so i f- i feel like this is pretty essential <laughs> and i don't think i wouldn't people... say it's essential but i think it's very good yeah i think people underrate <laughs> having dispel and spell leader so oh my god yeah so so i would give it an a same a yeah. Yeah. So I know, this one I, I know think Ray I, Zombie is better, mm-hmm. but Spell Eater, despite being a just a worse version of another school spell, uh it's still good. Yeah. So so the one damage is like you said, it's often a of, good trade for, for what you're dispelling. Mm-hmm. You take one damage all the time from just miscasting <clears throat> things, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you don't want to take another damage when you mm-hmm. successfully cast two. So yeah. I think I'm usually it's just too- amazing. My favorite thing to do with it, which just happened in like our group night, not on our table, but one of the other tables, uh, was some uh, one of the players uh, summoned a demon. Yeah. Uh, but they cut they they uh, empowered it to create a uh, greater oh. demon, a major demon or whatever. Yeah, greater demon. Or maybe they just rolled it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, they got a greater demon. And then the, the summoned demon goes right next to you. And greater demons are super strong. And then one guy just turned to the greater demon and dispelled mm-hmm. the, the, the control demon. So when you summon a greater demon, it immediately has control demon cast on it. But he dispelled the control demon. So instead of summoning the strongest mon- well, monster on the table... Uh, he instead yep. summoned. Well, he did still summon the strongest monster on the table, but it was uh, out to kill him. Yeah, yeah out to kill him because it's immediately base to base. So that that's the funnest thing that you can do with spell leader. People yeah. with when they do that, they have to 
basically summon the demon behind a wall <laughs> so that you can't hit mm. them with the immediately dispel so they can run the demon so at least it attacks them if you dispel it. Yeah, and mind control is annoyingly popular, so it helps with that problem. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. The next spell is probably my favorite of all of the different spells uh, is uh, for Necromancer. Not for everything. What? Really? Yep. Steel Health. So this is a TN10 line of sight. This one can be cast across the board. The opponent uh, has to be living. Uh, And if they fail a will roll, they lose three health and your wizard gains three health. So, Hmm. what? oh, also, you can cast this on a warband, friendly warband member, but if you do, they immediately become a uh, uh, uncontrolled creature creature and start fighting. And and, and and leave your warband yeah, which I think is hilarious and fun. But you can do it on thieves and stuff like that. It's fun. All mm-hmm. right. So, what do you think? Oh, I feel like it's not killing your opponent because it's not it's not the big like shooting attacks out there. It's not gonna like take somebody off the board. It's just gonna poke at them. So, I, when I reach out with like spell attacks, I want I want the potential to kill the guy. I mean, getting extra health. Like, healing is a thing in this game. Killer disabled them. But, yeah, there's a lot of spells that if they fail will roll, you you disable them, or even, we just mentioned, mind control, get them for a yeah, little while. exactly. So, and getting a little bit of health back is okay, but it's not the sort of spell where you're really, like, taking control of the action. You're not getting treasure over to you. Like, it seems to not be accomplishing a lot of the core of the mission you really want to be going after. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not useless. So I'm putting it into the B category. So I will agree that it. I do think it's B, and I don't think this is, uh, even though it's my uh, my favorite of the Necromancer spells, uh, I don't, I think it is, it is situational, but those situations come a lot. It's kind of like Control Undead and Spell Eater, but not mm-hmm. it doesn't come up as much, right? So the thing is, you get health from it, right? So the ability to keep your wizard healthy so that they can they can take damage to empower other spells is really good, right? So it's one of those things when you play Frostgrave, at the very beginning, your wizard is very powerful. You can just basically empower any spell, take damage, right, to get them off. But as the game goes on, you lower your health to a level where suddenly you cannot cast as many spells and you're a little bit more worried. And Mm -hmm. that's uh, gaining three health occasionally helps keep you up there, right? The three health is like empowering a spell to get another spell off, right? Yep. So that is really helpful. The only thing is the three damage has to be meaningful, right? So when you're generally you're not going to cast this on like fully healed guys, right? It doesn't necessarily make sense because like you said, it's not going to stop them, right? Almost everything is going to is able to take three health and and function exactly the same besides, you know, dying more easily to the next attack. Yep. However, does this count as a shooting attack, or is it not a shooting attack? No, it's not a shooting attack. It's mm, so, well, so you can so you cast, cast it in, into yeah. combat. You can cast it into combat like the other spells, and it damages the other guy, which is very... Generally, when you're casting spells into combat, you're not mm-hmm. damaging them. Now, of course, mind control is a much bigger swing, right? Because yeah. 
right? But being able, first of all, it's lower to cast, so it's TN10. And then the other thing is there's oftentimes that you get breakpoints, right? The two breakpoints that are important are if they're down to uh, three health, you kill them, mm -hmm. right? Very important, very useful thing. I think we've often seen where a guy's at one health and just holding the line, right? So at, when there's only at one health, this spell, or, or two health or three health, this spell is the same thing as any other spell that you're trying to cast to kill the guy, right? If they fail the will roll, they die, right? Mm -hmm. And that that does happen quite a bit in the game, right? The other thing is the breakpoint of injury roll, which is seven health, which you have to think about. So if you're below seven health, so, mm -hmm. so if you're seven, six, or five health, and you succeed on casting this, they become injured. And being injured is a huge drop in performance that suddenly is comparable to a lot of the other spells. It can often just take them out of the game because they only have one action if they're injured. Yeah. So it sounds so, like the goal is to actually use this into combat versus like because yeah, your grenades into combat and finishing guys off. This is not your front line, right? This is mm -hmm. not the thing when that you're casting at the beginning, but this is a great spell to pick people off at the end, finish them off, and like if if a guy comes out of a combat but is at seven health, mm -hmm. cast belly, cast steel health, make him injured and then gain a little bit of health. Yeah. So it's not your go-to spell, but it's yeah. It's a I still think it's a B, one. right? Like yeah. you, this, you're not gonna. Uh, but it can be a a good spell in your utility belt that you will use often. Mm -hmm. That you might cast at once a game, right? Yeah. All right. Last spell, Strike Dead. So this spell can only cast uh, at line of sight creature uh, figures within eight inches, uh, and uh, it has a TN of 18, which is the <sighs> highest TN of any spell in the game. Can't be cast on undead or constructs. Uh, but if the uh, opponent or the guy who, who you cast it on uh fails the a will roll they immediately die yeah it's a thing. so against anyone that is not is not a spellcaster they just immediately die against spellcasters uh they basically lose as much because they can empower their uh will rolls they mm -hmm. lose as much health as the difference between their roll and the tn and the TN is the casting roll. So if you yeah. roll an 18, they, if they don't it. succeed on the 18, they just die. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about this spell? So the first obvious thing is the range of it. Oh, it's wait, only... I'm wrong. Oh. They can't empower it? No, they can't. I thought... Oh, everyone can empower it. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they just, like, take a bit of damage. So it's actually, the actual rule, oh, I totally forgot about that. Mm -hmm. everyone. Actually, so that's a lot worse. Yep. I, uh, actually, the difference. So it basically could just say whatever you fail the willpower roll by, you take the damage because everyone can empower it. But yes. I guess it's more thematic if you write it this way. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, if you cast it, you lose one health, just like mm -hmm. Scarlet. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? I think it sounds scary to your opponent. That that's like its biggest benefit. It just sounds really scary that you'll do it. I'm like, oh, if you uh -huh. get close to me, I'll cast. 
strike dead on your guy, and you're like, hmm, that could be bad. <laughs> but, beyond, but as we said, like it's only the difference in it. So because of how scary it sounds... I think it's useful this is actually down at the C, but because of how scary it sounds, it might scare off your opponent, so I give it a B. That's crazy. I, I did the opposite. I think it's possibly a C, mm-hmm. uh, and I was reevaluating it <clears throat> a bit because I was reading it, and I was like, oh, is that how it does it? But then I, because I thought you could always, it's always the difference in will roll, and I, I, I didn't read the last portion, and I forgot about that momentarily mm-hmm. yep. i had a moment of brain blindness uh but the fact that you're basically just losing the difference in will mm-hmm. i don't think that is that good no it's not that good it you're sounds going to cool, lose five six seven health mm-hmm. right when you get this cast oftentimes if the guy has 12 health yep you're not even going to necessarily even kill the guy right even with yeah. a tn of 18 or 17 right so i guess the minimum is 14 Right, so if you look at it on the average roll, let's say they roll, I don't know, average ten, so they lose five. The average roll is going to lose like three, four, or five, whatever, six health. Right? Mm-hmm. That's good, but all of the negatives are huge. TN eight. Hey, you're going to hurt yourself. Sorry, TN eighteen. <laughs> yeah, you're probably just going to hurt uh, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then the the figure is within eight inches. There's only one way, actually, in my opinion, you can cast this spell. To make it worth it. Oh, so first of all... You need to like re-roll you, somehow. <laughs> like, so what? 18, if you're trying to cast it raw, you need to reduce that down to something that's castable. Yeah, right? yeah just so you don't take too much damage. I don't understand damage, why but, it's 18. Yeah, but then if you and reduce you it... And you take it one damage and you have to be within 8 inches? This is yeah. way too many stipulations to be useful. The mm-hmm. only way you're actually going to cast the spell is if you learn it from a grimoire and you also have a scroll for it. Oh. So you need... Right scroll. Yep. That's the only time you're going to use it. And in that case, with all the negatives, it's a C. But I'm it's, saying, as long as you, you, you never die, cast it, you never can cast the spell. Otherwise, your opponent will see how bad it is. You have to be like, oh, I'm going to strike dead. And then when they get near you, you just double move away. You don't cast the spell. You just run as fast as terrible. you can. This is not a good spell. I'm not no, afraid of it once you know good. about it. So like, no, Once you learn it. That's so why you never cast it, me, otherwise your opponent will learn. To me, the only time you want is... So if you if you use a scroll, it, it's automatically 14, which is mm-hmm. okay. Uh, if you have... So if you actually just have a scroll, but if you have learned the spell, you can write scrolls for Strike Dead. Yeah. And you can also roll to succeed, which means you can get a TN of 18 or even 20. Obviously, a TN of 20 means the product guy's probably going to die. Which yeah. makes it a little bit more useful, right? But I still, I, the the eight inches, I don't know, eighteen. I, this too many stipulations. I'd almost put this borderline F. Yeah. If not for the fact that you can use a scroll to cast it, I would mm-hmm. say this is uh, an F. But if you have a scroll, it becomes somewhat useful. Maybe it's a it's the lowest C that you can get mm-hmm. before you go to F. That's my opinion. I'm assuming my opponent doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, we haven't really seen it be used. Yeah, we exactly. A bunch of necromancers. See, even you uh, forgot the rule, and you were reading it. You're like, oh, yeah, that's how it actually works. So, so it's terrible. rare. I you we just only, only ever saw it when we like rolled up uh, high-level wizards for one-off games. I don't think anyone tried to make a... Kelvin? <laughs> 
Calvin probably would have. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. And they'd be like, we'll see how bad it is, or sorry, how good it is for mm-hmm. real. But like, I've very rarely seen it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we should try to roll up random wizards and see if you reduce it down to twelve, even if it's good. Okay. All right. So there's those are all of the necromancer spells. We've gone through all of them. Now we're gonna go on to the spells that we think uh, would be helpful when you build a wizard. So they have uh, three uh, of the aligned spe- uh, schools, which are Chronomancer, Summoner, and Witch. Mm-hmm. So which one do you want to go through first? Yeah, let's do alphabetical again. Sure. As is the way. All right, I will go for the Chronomancer then. Mm-hmm. So, as usual, I like going for low, easy cast spells for yep. aligned schools. So my two go-tos for this, because I'm not seeing with all those spells in the Necromancer, like the core, mm-hmm. being based around like doing a whole lot of damage. I'm seeing a lot of like nuisance going on. So as I cause nuisance, I feel like I want to get in there grab treasure, and get out while I'm causing a nuisance. So the two Chronomancer ones that stood out are Fleet Feet, just, you know, go in, grab treasure, get out faster, at just a 10 plus 2. And the Mm -hmm. other one that kind of works with that is Fast Act. Let's say you go up there, you've got your guy away from your wizard, who's going to have to wait to act. You throw out some of those nuisance spells at them. Like, Uh maybe you run your zombie at them, maybe you Bones of the Earth them, just to tie them up. You Fast Act them so that you come back before they can run at you because mm-hmm. get them in your wizard's activation. And I feel like those can kind of like get some synergy one or the other with the, the Necromancer's core spells. So, sure. So uh, some from the Chronomancer? Yeah. Um, I like uh, Petrify as well. So I my, my main one is Fleet Feet because depending on what you take for the other ones, it's a decent spell. Yep. Uh, and then... Just because it gets guys faster. We talked about it many times, right? Yep. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Petrify. So I know mm-hmm. you like uh, Bones of the Earth. But if you're not taking Bones of the Earth, right, and stopping mm-hmm. the person from moving yeah. uh, is a decent decent idea. Well, I was thinking Cro- that would be a decent combination with Bones of the Earth. Oh, to double down on? Yeah, yeah, because... Oh, it's only the next activation. Yeah, that's why I decided uh, not to put it in. Yeah. If it kept going and they had to fight the bones of the earth, the hand, and a three yeah. fight continuously, I'd be like, yeah, this is an amazing combo. Because it only goes until the next activation, I was a little more down on it. And it also cancels leap. They both do. Hmm. So, to me, it's just like, it, it's the Chronomancer's version of bones of the earth. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Summoner, what spells were you thinking? Oh, because I wanted to triple down on annoying my opponent. Mm-hmm. Imp sounds like a lot of fun. You go out there, exactly you bones of the earth them. I know, I know, this is getting it's getting repetitive. You bones of the earth yeah. them, and then normally they're just like, I'm just gonna walk around the corner from the imp. But no, uh-huh. no, this time they're stuck in front of the imp, and the imp just walks over and starts slapping them. Yep. So imp, imp plus, like. Having more guys on the board with zombies, like having an extra imp yep. on the board going after them, this is all like doubling down into the Necromancer's playstyle, so I really like that. And Summoner also has Leap, and Leap is just yep. top tier. Those are the exact two things I was thinking, so. Imp and Leap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Last one is Witch. What are the things you're thinking? 
All right. Do you want to go for this one first? I'm sure, sure. we're both gonna have the same I have, first one. I have three. Obviously, there's control animal. Uh, not control animal. Uh, yeah, animal control companion. Oh okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. So I, I actually wasn't thinking about control animal uh, because, uh, but it's actually a decent, decent idea. But for me, it's animal companion. You get a bear. Uh, it's just always good. But the other two that I was actually more interested in are fog. Because you have all of these guys, and sometimes they're a little bit slower. You want to block line of sight to your overwhelming numbers, right? And then yeah. the other one is curse, which is just hmm. a strong spell that also allows you can curse a guy with good fight and yeah. make him minus two cur a minus two to fight, and mm-hmm. he's more likely to get hurt by that bones of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you're sending garbage to fight them, like maybe amps or others, yeah. your zombies. So yeah, just bring their fight down. Mm-hmm. Uh, how think, about you? What were you thinking? I think, honestly, the number one go-to is the fog that you said. Because with most of the spell list, you're not taking those like top-level shooting attacks. So you'd rather not be subjected to your opponent's top-level shooting attacks. So putting just fog out there in front of them to mm-hmm. stop those incoming shots, I think, is probably the sensible thing to do. But then the less sensible thing to do is take control animal to go in combination <laughs> with your control undead... So every uh-huh. single monster that appears, that's like, that's my monster. That's my monster. <laughs> you just yeah. you just go crazy no matter what appears. It's a win for you. So I can see that being a fun way to go. But mm-hmm. the, probably the more reasonable way to go is just fog because it doesn't seem like you're building around a lot of shooting spells. I love Curse, though. Well, I know Curse, me, curse, curse is my, synergizes my main well, one. Too. I would not argue with that. I just see the All fun right. factor of taking every monster. Okay. All right. Neutral. So... Uh, neutrals. All right, so for me, I guess I'll start first. Uh, there's a couple that I was thinking of. A uh, right scroll is always good, even at at 16 when you're getting extra scrolls for 16. If you want to take that that uh, what do you call it? The um, strike dead. Strike dead. You probably need to take a right scroll as your secondary and just. I don't even know if you're lowering. Strike dead, and and you're actually you actually should be lowering uh, red scroll to make it easier to cast that and other things. Mm-hmm. You probably want to lower strike dead just to make you incentivize you more to use it. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's always a good one. Uh, push I find is always uh, strong because when you're so the idea is basically you know you're controlling people, you have a lot of guys running up, uh, and then you have uh, you know. Uh, stalling people with bones of the earth and then pushing the other guys far away or mm-hmm. the other thing is uh if you have monsters that are close to you that let's say they dispel or something like that let's say you use an imp being able to push them away into the opponent is always strong so you're actually technically summoning monsters onto the table right with imp and stuff and mm-hmm. pushing them away great thing to do uh the wizard eye is also good so that you don't actually instead of fog you know you can mm-hmm. send your minions out use a wizard eye to see what you're doing and then cast your bones of the earth and all those spells from safety so it's always just a generally good spell yeah. and the last one that is special specifically for the necromancer uh thing is illusionary soldier mm. because even though it's 16 it has one of the strengths that uh the zombie has right uh, which is you can cast it outside of of uh, the game, which means you have two rolls of 16 to get your illusionary soldier, and that's just a lot of guys that you're running at the opponent with. Yeah. They can win, but if, if they take too long to win, then you've got the treasure. So. Yeah. And you're not losing so, your 
your guys you paid gold for. Yep, exactly. So okay. what yeah, are... Like mine are quite different than that. Sure. So sure. I would honestly disagree with the wizard eye, because I feel like you're not going into that much danger with this sort of spellcaster, with the nuisance level spellcasting, rather than like mm-hmm. a lot of direct. So I, th- I thought about it, but it might be a pass. Depends on if you take fog, right? Yeah, if you take fog, you can probably like do away with it. But I felt like fool's gold could be a lot of fun because, as like as you said, they go up, they grab the treasure. Okay, you tell them no, you drop it, then you send all your garbage minions to jump on them, and then you also bones of the earth them afterwards. Yeah, you just send your garbage on top of them. So that you don't have to fight them and win to get the treasure off of them. Because that would take mm-hmm. good soldiers to fight and win. Yeah. You want to use your garbage and get this, the treasure out. So Fool's uh-huh. Gold seems like it plays into that really well. And it's only a 10 plus 4. So it's it's castable. 14. It's castable. It's castable. It's castable. And the other from the illusionist is possibly Beauty. That if you don't want to have to sort of worry about the wizard eye and you just want to walk around all the time That's true. you just wait until you get a good beauty roll up and then you just dance around i'm the prettiest necromancer in the world yep that's true i did that one time and got charged yeah you, you're just trying to avoid being shot here <laughs> try not to get charged yeah i know but no what i'm saying you can't charge them they just succeeded on the willpower roll oh, wizard well, eye they can't succeed on the wizard roll because your wizard yeah, is not there that's why yeah the most important one, I think, honestly, may be grenade, because your lack, your core schools and those all those neutral or aligned schools we talked about, you're not bringing any good shooting spells. So grenade, unlike the elementalist spells, isn't a 12. Like elementalist has their bolt and ball at 12, mm-hmm. but grenade's only a 10. So you're now at 10 plus 4 for a 14. So it's pretty reasonable to start and start empowering. So I think that. I feel like as a go-to. They also have strength, but I think having grenade is probably important. So sure. those are my those would be my picks to go towards. Yeah, uh, technically you also have enchant weapon, which is if you are trying to solve uh, dealing with a magic immune. Mm-hmm. So and that also depends on what you take for your spells, right? So now let's go through and what is your general kind of warband? What is what's the one that you run? What you you were thinking of running? Honestly, I didn't build it out too too far, but uh-huh. I'm feeling like I'd want a lot of fast troops in this. Okay, sure. So I no no I meant sorry. What is your spell spell list first? Oh. Oh, I feel this is in isn't subtle because I'm just going to all of the A's. Sure. But I would just go with their spells, Bones of the Earth, mm-hmm. Raise Zombie, and Spell mm-hmm. Leader. Like, those sure. are their A spells we talked about. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to their A spells. And then what would you, what's what's the spells that you support those with? Oh, so probably Fleet Feet after that from the Coronamancer. Uh-huh. Imp, because I want to annoy my <laughs> opponents, not because I want to yeah. win. I know Leap is going to make me win more. But I'm like, I just want to, I want to deliver the annoyance. So in, uh-huh. and then what we talked about in terms of if you actually want to win with the witch, you probably want to bring the fog to play into your, your game plan okay. of blocking much of their shooting. Sure. Then from the two neutral schools, I would go with the grenade and fool's gold because I want to play into this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So mine is actually quite different. Mm-hmm. 
so I had the idea of spamming guys and also stopping them. So I feel like, uh, I, I, chose... I, feel like I spammed guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So Empty I had you yeah, know that's not. So yeah, so I had Bones of the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, Zombie, Control Undead. So, and then uh, for Chronomancer, Fleet Feet, Summoner, Imp, Witch, Curse. Mm. So, and then the last two are Illusionary Soldier and Push. Mm. So as we talked about, lots of different guys on the table, uh, Bones of the Earth to stop people from running away. Control Undead is actually there, first of all, to get more guys. Second of all, if... So a lot of the monsters that are immune to magic are undead. Yep. So control undead mm. is actually there to try to stop them from actually killing my warband. Because you see, I don't really have a lot of things to kill them. To back up control undead, because oftentimes the even stronger ones, like vampire, uh, are, immune, are, are high will, I put curse in. So you mm. can curse them and yep. then try to control them. Uh then uh, the other things are uh, push so that I can back out. So if anyone gets close, I can push them. Also, if my imp gets, I don't know, whatever thrown towards me because of transpose, I can push them away. Yeah, it's just imp. <laughs> just cast another yeah, one. Yeah, push them, yeah, push them to one. the enemy. Just cast them well, no, I'm, Sure. Uh, I don't think you can cast an imp to dispel it, does it? Uh, you can only have one imp on the table. I think it makes it goes away. I think it makes it go, no, it go away. No, it doesn't go away. I think it means you can't cast it. Mm. Unless it says that it d- dispels the first one. Where's our imp? Oh, the first one immediately vanishes. It does vanish. Most yeah, of the other ones... So, most of the other ones, just you can't cast the second one. But this one, yeah. So you can make the other one vanish. Okay, that's not, that's not even that bad. You Anyways, did, you did. You can also down. I only double down on more guys. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I. So yeah, and then the fleet feed to get there. Now, um, so the general idea is bones of the earth. Bo- bones of the earth stop them. Then you can curse them to make them even weaker. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to put in steel health as well to steal oh. their last bit of health, but mm-hmm. I thought control and dead and zombie were more important. So yeah. Uh, I I like that route as well, where you control. We talked about that. You control every monster that appears on the table. That's yeah. Uh, Now, what about the warband members? I guess I'll go first since you went Mm -hmm. the other one. Uh, I chose a treasure hunter uh, and a ranger and an apothecary. Although Mm -hmm. maybe I should put in man at arms actually. I'm going to change that. Originally, I went Man-at-Arms, then cross it up, put an Apothecary. I'm yep. going to go back to the Man-at-Arms. Uh, the idea with the Treasure Hunter and Ranger is that because the Warband I chose is mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have Leap or the other things. It just has the Fleet Feet. Yep. Uh, you need people who are fast, basically, to get to the Treasure to stop them. Like You don't, you can slow them, the opponent down, Bones of the Earth and stuff, but you don't have as much manipulation on that because you're just trying to spam them, mm-hmm. uh, them out. So you need faster guys to make, basically make it. So that's why I put Treasure Hunter. I was thinking of, like, triple Treasure Hunter mm-hmm. <laughs> as a thing, which uh, might be good as well. Or Treasure Hunter, Treasure Hunter. Uh, what, what's the last one? The Not the Marksman. The the Tracker? The Tracker. The Tracker yeah. has low fight, though, compared to the Ranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're just fight. fast, so they can pick up treasures. Yeah. All right, what mm-hmm. about you? 
Oh, I'm just looking at these. I'm like, the ranger only has one less fight than a treasure hunter, right? What? The yes. ranger only has one less fight than a treasure hunter. So yeah. I might be inclined to just go ranger, ranger, and then because I've used up more points, just go down to an infantryman for the third one. Infantryman is too expensive. You mean the – oh, no, infantryman. You're it's, sorry, 50, 50 it's 50. It's 50. 50 gold. So. Yeah, yeah. The one that you love mm-hmm. that I hate. Because <laughs> it can just like Because it has fight three and a 200 weapon. Yeah. It's usually, I was usually playing with like ways to buff its like yeah. damage output. But in this mm-hmm. case, you're not doing that. So – you got 50 points. You got 50 points. Yeah. It's fine. Bring it. Bring sure. it. It's good for guarding your Fair own enough. at the very least. All right. After all that, uh, what do you think about the Necromancer overall? Hmm. I don't feel like you're going to lose, but you're, a lot of the other ones we were talking about, you see a very like clear path to victory uh-huh. where you just either crush all the guys off the table you get the treasure away from them. They don't get to do anything. Mm-hmm. This, you've got a game plan, but it's not like a crushing game plan. So yeah. I would just go for a B on this one. Yeah, I'd say it's a B. I think it was it's weaker than it used to be, which I think it used to be an A with all the different spells and, and busts that they used to have. Yeah. Like, Bone Dart is really not good anymore. Um, no. And so... Uh, and and the other support schools, a lot of their support spells got balanced, so they had a lot of you know things that you could cast to, to help them. They would always take fog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, I'd say overall a B, not not super weak. I feel like you generally want to play like the, at least the way that I'm playing with like spamming guys and guys that can come back, holding people down, right? Um, you want to play the long game. So you want to basically force your opponent to drag the game out as opposed to them, you know, a lot of the other ones, like the Illusionist just wants to get in, get out, right? Whereas the Necromancer wants to stay longer, especially if they can start dropping things down mm-hmm. for the zombie to go and pick up. Because they'll then take, come back. They'll be taking less attrition on their main army. Yep. Even when they get treasure, right? They can take less, less attrition. Like so I think... The guys won't be as buffed as other warbands who are like doing combat or wearing a strength, uh-huh. all sorts of other stuff. But you'll yep. have strength of like renewable numbers. Yep. And so I do. Um, I think with multiple players off also because the games generally, you know, things are like if you have three players, there's a lot more angles and people have to be a little bit more cautious because you can't just run into the center, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll get ganked by two guys. I think the Necromancer does end up becoming more powerful just because of the nature of, of how they generally want to play, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, so that's overall what I think. But it's still overall a B. I think Illusionist is far better. Yeah, I don't think you're going to feel like you're handicapped, like you have a huge handicap yeah. and you're going to lose yeah. playing this. But you're not going to... Even, even like, against a, uh elementalist who can create walls, which can be a big issue, and also throw fireballs. So, like, mm-hmm. they can force you to lose yeah. the attrition. <laughs> yeah, you take a whole pile of guys and they fireball them all. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, it could get bad. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, some of them are, are a little bit stronger just because of what they have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is the Necromancer. Uh, and I think we're past halfway, right? 
We've done five, haven't we? One. I'm just looking at the Necromancer, Illusionist, Enchanter, Mm -hmm. Elementalist, and Chronomancer. I'm seeing ratings. Oh, yeah, five. Down for five. You're right. So we're actually just finished halfway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we've been going on a pretty good clip. Uh, If you have any questions about any of the guys that uh, have uh, that we've talked about or any you want any tips or something like that, you can also join just like the Frostgrave Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Right. Or go on. uh, Sometimes I post on the um, what do you call it? Uh, Reddit as well. Uh, But otherwise, you can also contact us directly at contact at diceovereverything.com. Or find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. This has been another episode of Frostgrave 101 uh, and Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.